I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, manly, black leather puppet chair in my living room, remembering the most dangerous thing that was ever said to me. Actually, it was the second most dangerous thing that was ever said to me. Whatever you want is what she said to me that long time ago. Caused a big problem because it made me realize I was looking at what I wanted. Long, soft brown hair, bright blue eyes, big, pretty smile, soft voice that sounded like it could be poured on warm pancakes. Oh, yeah, and a sweater with sensational curves. If you don't think that was dangerous, let me ask you, when is the last time someone beautiful said whatever you want to you? Better yet, for right now, let me ask you, what do you want? It's a simple question. When I was doing my hypnotherapy practice, I always asked clients, what do you want? And usually, they answered me by telling me what they didn't want. They would usually say, I don't want to smoke anymore, or I don't want to be overweight. So what did you say just now when I asked you, what do you want? I'll bet you did the same thing. You know, I really loved flying my little airplane. And one of the many lessons that being a pilot taught me is figure out where you want to go before you take off. (laughs) That's the same thing as saying, what do you want? I told you before that when I was around five or six years old, my parents gave me a portable radio for Christmas. I don't think I turned it off till the 4th of July. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I was fascinated by the guys I heard on WNEW radio there, especially a guy by the name of William B. Williams. William B. Williams had a magic voice. He was on the air in the evening at that time, and that magic voice painted full-color pictures for me. I knew that his voice helped the girls listening to relax and feel fully feminine. Feminine was something I understood even less then than I do now when I was that age. But I knew it was different from the way I felt. And at the same time, Willie's voice kind of gave me a friendly punch in the shoulder and made me laugh and feel comfortable. From the time I was that little kid with the big ears in Brooklyn, I knew what I wanted. I wanted to be a voice like that coming out of the magical radio box. It was very clear, which is one of the reasons I actually did get to do that. In fact, I got to work with Willie B at WNEW Radio. I told you about that in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. (laughs) It figures, you know, because the best way to get to know where you're going is to very clearly know where you want to go. Whatever you want, she said, in that soft, warm voice. Then she smiled up at me with those big, bright eyes, and she cocked her head to one side, and she stood so close that I could feel her bodily warmth. I'll tell you what else she said a little after that. 
in a little while. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze some of the important stuff that's cluttering up your life out the other ear and you can relax and feel good for a few minutes. Big space news this week. This is true. The government is now doing some no-kidding research on the possibility that we have been visited by UFOs. Now, I have a question. If naked aliens land here, how will we know what we shouldn't look at? (laughs) If the answer is women under 30, what is the question? If the answer is women under 30, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. If the answer is women under 30, what is the question? I got a little thing here from uh, history. I found out that a long time ago, mattresses were secured on the bed by ropes. And when you pulled the ropes, the mattresses tightened. That made the bed firmer and more comfortable to sleep on. And you know what? That's where we got the phrase, good night, sleep tight. Sleeping tight had nothing to do with drinking Bacardi's or J&B. Sorry to disappoint you if it does. This is also a true story. Neil Armstrong was the first person to set foot on the moon, of course. Just before he got back in the spaceship to come home, he said, Good luck, Mr. Gorski. And he never explained what that meant. Till one day in a TV interview in Florida, years later, he explained that when he was a kid, he was playing baseball with a friend of his, and his friend hit a ball, and it landed in the neighbor's yard where Mr. and Mrs. Gorski lived. As he leaned down to pick up the ball, he heard Mrs. Gorski yelling at her husband, Sex! You want sex? You'll get sex when the kid next door steps on the moon! So, (laughs) good luck, Mr. Gorski, was something that Neil was looking forward to saying for a long time. If you're an average American guy, you drank 24 gallons of beer last year. That was some party. 71% of wives today wear sheer nightgowns to bed. 24% wear cotton pajamas. That's 95. The other 5%, I guess, make their husbands and male friends just very happy guys. Divorce is on the upswing in Egypt right now. As an Egyptian woman supposedly said, quote, There is more to life than cooking, cleaning, and taking care of kids. In other words, lots of Egyptian women don't really want to become mummies these days. (laughs) All right. If the answer is women under 30, the question is, what is one very big cause of heart attacks for men over 60? Women under 30. Fortunately for all concerned, doctors in Sweden claim they have invented a birth control spray for women. The woman sniffs it once a day, but she has to be careful that the guys she dates are nothing to sneeze at. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com, would you please tell a couple of friends, because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. 
Whatever you want is what she said to me a long time ago. It caused a big problem because it made me realize I was looking at what I wanted. Long, soft brown hair, bright blue eyes, big, pretty smile, and a soft voice that sounded like it could be poured on warm pancakes. Oh, yeah, and a sweater with some sensational curves. If you don't think that was dangerous, let me ask you, when is the last time somebody beautiful said, whatever you want, to you? And for you ladies who may be rolling your eyes at all of this, what would happen in your head, and maybe in some other bodily places, if somebody like George Clooney slid up to you and said, whatever you want, my dear, in his best Ocean's Eleven voice, I think it would mess up your mind and maybe some of your more physical parts, too, I'll bet. And sometimes it doesn't even have to happen in words, like the night this happened to a guy I know very well. This is a story about two pilots and a normal human being. It's also a story about trading a life full of trust for a moment of truth. There are no heroes or villains. But unfortunately, there are winners and losers. Now, before you pass judgment on any of these people, please stop for just a moment and think, what would you have done under the same circumstances if nobody would have ever found out? Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like mom and apple pie or beauty and the beast. But tonight... Your beast touched another woman, my love. We really are like Beauty and the Beast. You are so lovely. I've never lied to you before. But how can I tell you? How can I trade your trust for this truth? I won't have to tell you. You'll know. You'll hear it in my voice first. Then you'll see it in my eyes. That's the way it always has been when something goes wrong. I know what beauty loves about this beast. It's the absolute concentration on our love. I used to watch you so carefully in the moonlight that the night turned purple around you. Your sleeping face became so beautiful, so supple. You lit every cell in your body with the warm golden light that you feel inside. You always slept so close to innocence, especially after we made love. Most nights your skin has a scent of yellow and blue wildflowers mixed with smoke from a hardwood fire about it. And those are the nights when beauty wants to make love with her beast. And now it's only a question of time until you know. A question of time. Ten minutes. That's all it was. Just an ounce of loving that I gave her. A drop of concentration from the ocean that belongs to you. How many Christmas Eves full of homemade presents? How many children's questions? How many laughs and tears have we shared, my love? How long have you been my beauty, my woman, my trusted friend? Not touching you now would be a sin against the God who gave us to each other. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like Beauty and the Beast. Now, if I ever trade your trust, my love, for this truth, how will I ever touch you again?
will I ever touch you again? And how could a man who calls a woman my love ever be unfaithful to her? And if he is unfaithful, even only once, can she ever have faith in him again? And just as important, can he ever regain his faith in himself? How could a thing like that happen? It was midnight. It was windy. It was cold. The coffee was so old that it tasted like it had a crust. There was a familiar smell of aviation gas and dust hanging over the old brown cracked leather couch in the pilot's lounge. You know, most people think of airports, they think of JFK or O'Hare or LAX. Airports, their destinations. But this was just a fuel stop runway in the middle of a trip. A trip that had 500 more miles to go in a little four-seat airplane. It was getting bounced around pretty badly on a raw, nasty, dangerous, icy night. It should have meant 50 more gallons of gas for the plane and about 10 minutes of rest for the pilot. There was just enough light from an old green shaded lamp to trace the out-of-place tinkle of dangle earrings flickering under long, shining, soft brown hair. She had a soft voice, quick smile, warm laugh. She was slowly running her fingers through her hair when one of her fingernails clicked against some uncomfortable clasp that slowly came undone. She was instantly vulnerable, warm, unprotected. Every mysterious woman I've ever met. She became a quick question mark in the long, everyday story of our lives, my love. You were so far away. There were 500 miles of black winter wind and deadly ice between us. And her soft lips were smiling close enough to feel her breath on my cheek. I know trust is forever. I know dreams are for lifetimes. But temptation is a moment out of time. So it has no respect for all of our years. It happened in an instant. The stranger became a lover. You became a stranger, my love. was a moment out of time. It didn't make sense. And sometimes, the most powerful things in our lives simply don't make sense.
story is called Beauty and the Beast. It is the beginning of my short story spoken word CD called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a no-strings-attached free download, just send your email address to me. My address is dick at dicksummer.com. Because if you like it, I will send you a no-strings-attached free download just because I'd like you to have it. Whatever you want, she said. It was the second most dangerous thing anybody ever said to me. Let me ask you something. What is your minimum adult requirement of touching? I'm talking about the kind of touching that gets your heart pounding so hard you can hear it. And then you look into your partner's eyes and you can see that she's hearing the same thing. You know, that's a quick lesson in seduction. Seduction isn't making someone do something she doesn't want to do. Seduction is helping her to do what she secretly wants to do. When God created my lady, he was just kind of showing off. She saw the fire in my eyes, and she decided to play with it. So she looked up at me, and in that warm, honey-soft voice, That's when she said the most dangerous thing anybody ever said to me. She just said, yes. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.